Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. From KQED Public Radio in San Francisco, I'm Mina Kim. Coming up on Forum, we meet the nation's new Youth Poet Laureate, who's from Sacramento. Alexandra Huynh joins us to talk about how she sees poetry as acknowledging our reality while imagining a better world. Then, more than 20 states have introduced proposals to restrict teaching about race and racism in schools, saying the effort is a fight against critical race theory, a concept that emerged decades ago that examines how racism is systemic and affects U.S. laws and institutions. We look at why it's become the new flashpoint in political battles. That's all next on Forum. Join us. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. Set 10 years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. This is Forum. I'm Mina Kim. Here's a little bit from Alexander Huynh's poem titled, It Does Not Matter Any Longer Where You Live, that juxtaposes California's wildfires and Vietnam's floods. This is the work of a century's suppression, of a creature that feeds on its own dead. When there is nothing left to breathe, you produce the opposite of oxygen. Don't need a crystal ball. Return the trees to their cradles. Burn the land clean of history. Seethe warning. Blaze insurrection. Do not slow. Do not slow. Let them see the inferno they created. Two. Local residents now live in a way that is prepared for natural disaster. In the country my mother loves, in its naked heart, coastlines unravel into starving hands, drawing anything with mass into wet embrace. Alexandra Huynh was appointed last month as the 2021 National Youth Poet Laureate and hails from Sacramento. Welcome to Forum, Alexandra Huynh. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Really glad to have you and that poem, your poem, uh, that uses California fires and Vietnam floods, both literally and as metaphor. How do you see those two things tied together? Yeah. So I actually wrote that poem in October of 2020. And at that time, California was at the height of its wildfire season. And at the same time, 
Vietnam in its central region was experiencing the worst floods that it had ever seen. And for me, it was really horrifying to watch both of my homes in California and Vietnam, which is where my parents immigrated from, really disintegrating because of climate change. And poetry mm. for me really allowed me a way to parallel these events in a way that was authentic to how they position themselves in my mind. So while I was watching my home burn here in California, I also felt helpless watching literal generations of people being washed away in Vietnam. And I wanted to uplift the human stories that were behind this because I know that with climate change, oftentimes we are highlighting these terrifying statistics about the ways that our planet is warming. But at the heart of it, I think we need to remember that there are actual people being impacted by this. And I think that is what's going to mobilize people to start creating change. Wow, yes. I know that a lot of your work does focus on trying to create change to address issues of social injustice, the effects of climate change. One of the things I did hear is that, um, that you were initially hesitant to write about your Vietnamese identity, being Vietnamese American. When and why did your perspective on that change? I think that growing up, I didn't have many Asian American role models, at least in the media. And I felt like if I were to write about my identity, I had to kind of dilute it or make it more digestible to fit into the narrative of perhaps that an Asian American girl feels silenced by her culture and in relinquishing all that ties her to her home, she's able to find freedom in American culture. And I didn't want to do that. And this past year, I realized that I don't have to. I really can do justice to myself and all of my complexity with poetry and embrace the fact that there is no single story that can describe one person. So poetry for me is a way to really tell all of those stories and to know that I have been spoken for in a way that is true to my lived experiences because I never want to write my story in the context of whiteness. I am my own protagonist in this story. And if that means that I have contradictory truths or that I check all of the standard boxes for an Asian American girl, what, whatever that's supposed to mean, that I'm, I'm able to do it with pride. Huh. We're talking with Alexandra Huynh, the nation's newly appointed youth poet laureate. And if you have reactions to what you're hearing, you can post them online at KQED Forum or email them to forum at kqed.org. So what's it been like to be named the nation's youth poet laureate, especially in the context of what you're saying poetry really does for you in terms of being able to speak your own truth? All of this has felt miraculous. I think <laughs> because growing up, I didn't really share my thoughts, not because I was afraid of being punished for them, but more that I simply didn't see that they were important. And no one really asked me what I was thinking. And to be able to have these spaces in this platform to tell other young people that your voice actually matters and that no one can tell your story like you can has been immensely meaningful to me. And I think that I'm incredibly privileged to be able to uplift poetry in this way because it has given me the language to not have all the right words to say. I think there's so much pressure 
to be able to articulate your thoughts plainly as a young person, but poetry allows me to answer questions, really hard questions non-linearly, and accept the fact that we won't always have the perfect language to describe our experiences, but having the courage to even try is the most important part. Yeah. I understand that you're creating a Youth Poet Laureate advisory board with representatives from each state. What are you hoping the advisory board will accomplish? Yeah, I would really love to distribute this quote-unquote power that I've been given as the National Youth Poet Laureate as much as possible and empower all the Youth Poet Laureates across the nation with the resources to create change in their communities. I think that I have been given this incredible platform, but I also know that my lived experiences cannot possibly touch upon every young person's experiences in this nation. So I want to uplift as many voices as possible in the process of being here in this term. And for me, that's gonna look like creating an advisory board that meets as often as possible to really touch on topics that are important to those respective communities of the youth poet laureates across the nation and really support each other in how we can create things as meaningfully as possible. You talk about the power of this platform that you've been given and, and your goals for it. Does it come with, with a lot of pressure as well? Oh, absolutely. I think I'm constantly asking myself, why am I here? And I don't necessarily think that's a bad question. On one hand, it can be seen as a sort of imposter syndrome and that I perhaps should believe more in myself than I do at the moment, but I think it's also a good way to ground myself in the value of my unique perspective and also make sure that I'm always making room for other people to step up to the mic because I never want to give the impression that I believe that I can speak for all the young people in this nation because I'm just one of many voices in a long movement of change makers that has existed before me and will exist after me. And knowing that my community has been with me this entire way and that they have put in the same amount, if not more work than I have to get me here has really made me feel like this is not just my win, but my entire community's. We're talking to the 2021 National Youth Poet Laureate, Alexandra Huynh. And I understand that you've prepared a poem to read to us. Do you want to tell us about it first? Yeah, this poem is called Whole Foods Walks Into a Food Desert. And it was inspired by the research and work that I've been doing in food systems this past year. One in seven children in California are going hungry. And sometimes our... Our nation's response to that is to just put grocery stores wherever they deem a food desert, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that food will be economically accessible or culturally relevant to those communities. So this is kind of exploring that part of the problem. Hmm. Whole Foods walks into a food desert. Please go right ahead, Alexandra Wynn. All right. Whole Foods walks into a food desert and says, I'm here to feed you Midnight children, starving city surplus, flock to my plexiglass gates and surrender half your minimum wage salary on organic kale and kombucha. It's good for you, fuel you. This is what self-care looks like. 
designer soap and laundered workers imported to maintain a piety to our company's mission. Did I say company? I meant community market. Try this couscous. There's cumin in it, like your people's food, but better for you. Don't like it? Fine. You can stick to your Twinkie trash. It's no wonder all of you are walking bags of corn. Your local grocer is here to make you whole. You need unprocessed produce picked by hands that know no steady meals and dissolve in unholy water. So eat up, ungrateful pack rats. Don't be offended. It's just a name. Labels are placeholders like humane and non-GMO. Makes us feel clean. Makes us feel good. And why would you buy from Rosa? She is street meat. Can't trust her. Where are the wicker baskets and cedar signs? You can still see the silt crescents under her nails and her fat sun in the barn as she bags your purchase. Why let the bitter of conscience ruin your meal? Wait. Thank you. California's Alexander Huynh, 2021 National Youth Poet Laureate, reading her poem, Whole Foods Walks Into a Food Desert. Thank you for sharing that work with us. You know, I understand that you're heading to Stanford this fall. Is that right? Yes, I am. In engineering, um, can you tell us why you made that choice? Yes. I have always had very interdisciplinary interests. So while I did gravitate towards the arts as a way to express myself, I've always felt like math and science have been such wonderful ways to solve problems and for me, what I want out of my education is to be able to gain a particular skill set that I can take into any field. So while I may not end up being an engineer at the end of my four years, I want to be able to challenge myself to think in a way that I never have before. And that for me looks like getting an engineering degree and develop, developing those particularly quantitative problem-solving skill sets. Wow. Well, that is really incredible. I want to wish you the very best of luck, Alexandra Huynh. Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much for coming on, for sharing your work with us. And again, congratulations on being named National Youth Poet Laureate. And thank you to our listeners for listening. We'll have more of Forum next. We'll be diving into critical race theory after this, so stay with us. I'm Mina Kim. You're listening to Forum. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. Set 10 years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. We've all got those parts of our house where the internet just won't go. Well, if you had wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you could worry less about dead spots. Because with wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you get fast speeds, reliable connection in every room, and power for all of your devices, even when everyone's online. That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi only with Xfinity. 
Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. All over the country, we need to improve reading in Wisconsin. Schools are changing the way they teach reading. I'm calling for a renewed focus on literacy. We have gotten this wrong in New York and all across the nation. And it's happening because of a podcast. I think your podcast has changed my life. And I'm going to share this podcast with everyone I meet. Sold a Story investigates how teaching kids to read went wrong. New episodes of Sold a Story are available now.